0: It was as if he kicked about three pounds of haggis that time, because it hardly got off the ground. Three pounds of haggis! 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 Because it hardly got off the ground.
1: Kia ora, good Norvind. You are live at RTL Today Radio Studio Four in Kirschberg, the headquarters of Let's Talk Sport. You are with myself, Nathan Snade, Scott Brown, me old Puckers across from me. It's the H of oh the eighth H H H. H? Oh, we were talking about H's just a bit earlier. Yes, were, we'll yeah. come on to we'll come into that in a um, in a minute. We're one year and one week old today, Scott. Three hundred and
0: sixty-three. Is that? Three hundred sixty-five. How's your maths?
1: Not good, obviously, by the sounds of things. Daniel, Daniel um, Kayser is not. Daniel Kaiser is not with us uh, tonight. He's the mathematician, isn't he? Um, we have a guest with us today, a real special one. Sports scientist, Dr. Sandra Heck. Welcome to the studio. Welcome to RTL, uh, RTL studios. It's the first time you've been uh, on, on on radio, or the first time you've been at RTL.
2: It's the first time at RTL. But I'm Hopefully, very, not
1: the last. Hopefully, know. not.
2: <laughs> very well uh, welcomed. And uh, yeah, thank you for the invitation. I'm happy to be here.
1: Yeah, now, but w- before I start, I should also say kia to our wahine, ice damen, and nos damen. It is International Women's Day. So it is. So it is. Rightly appropriate that we have a have a female guest in uh, Dr. Sandra Heck. If you want to get in, into involved with the show, please uh, well, you WhatsApp us six two one fifty two five thousand. Do we usually get uh, many live WhatsApp messages during? It's mainly after? abuse, isn't it, from it has, uh, the boys from you play with and
0: stuff sending in a bit of a bit of feedback. But yeah, obviously, uh, this this uh, show on Wednesday has more of a domestic theme. Um, as opposed to our international show on a... it uh, has
1: been a few things going yeah, on. Yeah, it's a bit weird.
0: Normally I sit on that side, so I'm a bit, you know, yeah, I'm just getting my bearings there. This, this is good. We're
1: throwing each other off guard today. Yeah,
0: exactly. I can press all these buttons, but they don't do anything.
1: They don't do <laughs> um, But, yeah,
0: obviously, International Women's Women's
1: Day. Is there anybody for you, Nathan? There is. There is a, there's a lot for myself. You, 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 tell, you tell me tell yours, me tell you I'll you tell, tell you mine. Okay. Well, I was first... I started with my family. My grandmother... My, my unfortunately, my grandfather Well both my grandfathers have passed away, but I have a grandmother um, in New Zealand, eighty-eight years old. So she she looked after me when I was oh, eighty-eight. Sorry, eighty-five years old. Sorry, grandma. Um, she looked after me a lot when I was I was younger. Um, my mother, obviously, I've got two sisters. Um, I have a wife, and I have two daughters. So I've got a lot of w- women around me. In fact. Even my boss is a female as well. So I've got plenty of women around me to guide me in the right direction. So so yes, from a sporting sense, um, yeah, in the world of squash, which I'm in, Um, Luckily enough, and being a New Zealander, we've had Dame Susan DeVoy, we've had Alani Joyce, both world number one squash players. Um, On top of that, uh, well, very close with Shelly Kitchen, top New Zealand squash player in the current world number four, five, Joelle King. So they're they're ones that stand in, in, in mind. Politically speaking, Kate Shepherd. She was actually British, but went to New Zealand and, and and put the movement. She was the first, I think New Zealand was the first country to give the woman the vote in eighteen ninety three. So she she led that movement. Um, what other female?
0: She's slowly like reciting a book, huh? Uh,
1: there's another. There's a few others that were quite important in, in New Zealand history. I'm relating to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dame Fina Cooper. She was a Māori rights. let <laughs> like say rights activist. She was. Um, oh, she was more about. For, you know, living together in one in one country, very much like Luxembourg, um, when you've got many different nationalities coming together. Um, trying to think back in sports, the only other sportsman is also um, the, the shot putter Dame. Oh, I know who you talk about. Oh, she's about. got the brother. She's did the. Um, she's got the brother that plays in the NBA. She's a big girl. Yeah. Yep. she's got an incredible story. I think it's called On the Gold or incredible Documentary called All the Gold. I was telling you about it. I watched it on the plane recently. And it's the story of, of let's say an island girl growing up in, in, in New Zealand. Um and and how yeah, she was a very big girl and, and, and how um how she had to go through all these coping meca- mechanisms when she was growing up at at school. What about yourself?
0: Um, obviously,
1: I mean, growing, <laughs>
0: growing up as uh, as one of one of four brothers, you know, and my poor old mum. Um, but certainly, um, I don't think you can look past, you know, certainly Serena and Venus Williams, you know, they were the, I guess they set the benchmark, didn't they? And they... Did they what? They dominated, didn't they? For years. And it was almost... Uh, they, I don't want to say it got boring, but it was more a case of who were they going to play in the final... Um, and you know, that was it was yeah, it was dominance. That's a dominance. I don't think you're going to see that, uh, sort of dominance in, in sport because you tend to, you know, you're sort of you've got if you compare it to the men's, you've got like Djokovic and Nadal, and obviously Federer's retired. Those guys are sort of coming to the end, and these young, these young uns come up and running and they hang around for a bit, but then there's more and more just coming through the conveyor belt, it's just endless, isn't it? The big one for me is, um, someone who ran Sydney, Sydney 2000. Obviously that's me sort of getting into sport. And there was a lady, Marion, Marion Jones, um, American sprinter. Um, And she won, she won five gold medals, which was, um, you know, impressive, especially as it was outside the swimming pool, because it's obviously in different disciplines in athletics, but that's sort of up there with, obviously Jesse Owens from from all those years ago as well but then she was obviously done for drugs and steroids in uh was
1: it, was it in 20 sport? was it uh in the 2000 Sydney 2000.
0: 2000 yeah so uh yeah that was that's quite interesting and then I mean you can really open up um a can of worms if we go into drugs in sport we'll no doubt get onto it later yeah. um Sandra but what about yourself is there anybody who stands out for you?
2: Yeah, while you were talking, I was, of course, reflecting. (laughs)
0: It's
2: very interesting to see who reminds oneself of which person. Uh, And tennis uh, always played a special role when I was a child. So, of course, I have in mind who was an ideal in the sports scene when I was young. So, in my case, there was, of course, Steffi Graf, who was the ideal. Just,
0: Just to jump in, there's that legendary, legendary YouTube video of Steffi Graf, and she's playing at Wimbledon, and someone in the crowd shouts at her, Steffi will you marry me and everyone sort of laughs laughs, and then it goes quiet and then she shouts up how much money do you have absolute legend that's interesting
2: again what you remember I don't remember (laughs) this I um, mainly remember her of course playing tennis but uh, yeah it's what we want to keep in mind we keep in mind and every time when there is a special moment like uh, being trucks involved or having a special moment like you mentioned with Jeffy Krav we keep this in mind or if it's our own sport our own passion it's those persons uh, which stick in mind.
1: I've just seen recently Steffi Graf and Andre Agassi's eldest son is doing really well wo- really well in the world of sports. Just seen it recently. I can't remember. might be a task for you throughout the show, Scott to get on to but this their son is uh, wasn't it, it's a basketball perhaps there is or so it's not tennis, but they have their eldest son who's, who's doing very, very well uh, baseball I think it might even be baseball. Obviously
0: I'll ask an awkward question here, but you know. You said Boris Becker, who's obviously you know, you know turned, turn, you know really turned it on in the tennis world. How's obviously, obviously he's in he's in
1: prison now. Isn't no, he? he's just got out recently. Oh, I think he's been six months out of prison, I believe. Oh, really?
2: No, he even has been present uh, during the Davis Cup in Trier, where oh, really? just next oh, door. Uh, yeah, yeah, when uh, when the German team was playing against Switzerland. That's so, interesting. Okay. So every Trier citizen can uh, prove that he has been out at, yeah, this at okay. that moment.
1: Has there <laughs> been any other empowering empowering woman for yourself, not only in the world of sport, but out there and in, in, in politically or in, in, in the field of what, in, in your field and sports? You sport, what What is your title? Sports scientist?
2: Yeah, I've done my PhD in sports science, so yep. I'm a sports scientist. And uh, I, I believe generally when we're talking about gender equality, um, yeah, it's nice not to make a difference. I mean, there are difference. There are many people who achieve a lot, either women, either men, or either any other sex. So um, it's, it's good to make it equal in a way. Yeah. And I also admire all those um, yeah, athletes who, um, who try, for instance, in the Paralympic movement to achieve their best. And that's always um, yeah, something that also should um, have our attention.
1: Yeah, personally, I think it was a fabulous thing to do if you could say it say it like that was to was to bring the paralympics into into the olympic movement when the olympics were on i think it was a really brilliant thing we started watching more of m- yeah. more of more of the games
0: we were actually um, we were
1: quite lucky to have um
0: tom Habshide, yeah. who um was on the show and then katrine cole who are you know one of them sort of the end of their olympic journey and the other one sort of starting out and quite interesting to hear their experiences which the the provision that is available now even 10 years ago to compared to what is available now is fantastic and it is that's what sport is about ultimately is it's not it's the opportunity i think having the opportunity for everybody to do it and you know we are opening up a can of worms here if we yeah. want to talk about everybody getting the same opportunity yeah. the same funding and stuff and that but.
2: yeah and i think also all these little stories i mean from people from society not only those which we can watch on tv but all those little which achieve something in their own life yeah. every day in
0: the world of sport should also have attention yeah. i think
1: that's that's one thing we're all you've, you've seen it today yeah i've seen it today as well I mean, um, we're,
0: we're something we're very we're biased because mm. obviously we obviously had as i've said this before we obviously had positive experiences through sport whilst younger, hence why we're still now involved in our sports. And if that's one thing I could get everyone to take away, it's play some sport for as long as you can. Um, because not only does it open up the network of people, you know, I wouldn't be sat in this uh, studio now, neither would you, neither would you if we hadn't got down that route because it opens up so many doors for us, doesn't it?
1: Massively, massively. Now, before we go on to sport and the history and the world today, just want to know today is show 77. Daniel Kaiser, my good friend, was uh, telling me that he's going to listen to the show, and he and he and so I kind of asked him what is uh, so great about the 77. number. Did 70, you have to force him to seven. listen in, yeah. <laughs> to get another listener. No, so an oh, no, I don't think like that. But he quite rightly just pointed out to me n- number seventy-seven is the natural number following seventy-six and preceding seventy-eight. Thank you very much, Daniel. That gave me a uh, really insightful. Nothing into, like chucking your fifty p. However, there is something about show seventy-seven, and it is actually the code. Sorry, not the show 77 but the number 77. The code 1077 is used by the fire d- uh, the New York Fire Department meaning that there's a fire on one of the high-rises upper, not necessarily the 77th floor but up a high-rise. be called 1077. 101 what's 101? Ground floor? Oh, probably, I need help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um 102 quick, come quickly. Uh, talking heads. Seventy in nineteen seventy seven, they released their uh, debut album seventy seven. You know any songs of them? It's no, that was before my time, mate. My time, my time. Flight seventy seven. That was one of the um, unfortunate uh, planes that went into the into the twin towers.
0: Oh,
1: mm? that's interesting. Yeah, and none of that. Yeah seventy seven was a pretty good year to be born. And better yet, go bit a bit better yet. I know
0: Nathan said sixty seconds, but you've actually got seventy-seven seconds. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about your journey
1: in sport. Who then. is Doctor? Who is Doctor Sandra Hick? Yeah, go for it.
2: <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm. Um, I studied in Germany. So uh, first of all, in a very young age, I it was already clear to me that I wanted to work as educator with young people. I wanted them um, to transfer the passion I have for sport myself. Then, uh, yeah, I decided to become a teacher, which I did. Thereafter, I also worked at a school and uh, then initiated by a stay at the International Olympic Academy. Um, yeah, that was somehow the initial point of uh, my academic career. I decided to do a PhD in sports science. I spent a postdoc in France. And yeah, thereafter, I had different um, different moments at different places where I worked for universities until I changed now to INEPS to the Ecole Nationale d'Education Physique et de Sport here in Luxembourg.
1: Wow and you you speak French pretty well the way that that just rolled off your tongue.
2: Yeah I think my (laughs) accent is still very German.
1: Well that, that sounded pretty good to me.
2: But yes, indeed, I spent some time in France and uh, yeah, now I'm also trying myself in Luxembourgish sometime.
1: Yeah. And, and so how long have you been in this role in, in Luxembourg for? What what year did yeah, you?
2: Yeah, I arrived in Luxembourg in 2019. So,
1: um, hey, fresh off the boat, you're a baby,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you might call it like this, I'm it's the same year. I'm yourselves? happy to be called a baby again, <laughs> 20, uh,
0: 2017, mate. 2017, oh, yeah. oh, 2017. Oh, well. 20, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I can actually relate to obviously you a little bit because I studied sports science, um, when, uh, when I was at university as well. But like biomechanics, oh god, get me up. That was that was my downfall, um, at, at university. Obviously, very, very interesting. I've taken you know a lot of my knowledge and then obviously implement, implemented it to what I'm I'm doing obviously working with children and, and stuff like that at the moment but yeah biomechanics is uh
1: <laughs> that's s- your
0: sleepless nights mate
1: what was your favorite subject scott what was your favorite out of all units um anatomy
0: no i think y- when you say anatomy and i don't want to sound i don't want to so you not get a kick i don't want to sound condescending towards you here mate but like anatomy isn't just like um Leg, no, muscle and not. stuff, mate. The like the depth of knowledge that you go into, and then you're going into respirant tissues and all sort of this. Mitochondria, will throw loads of words at you and stuff like that, and you just keep nodding, bud. Yeah, no, no. Um, no listen,
1: I went <laughs> so, so so to de- school. as well I mean, the,
0: the detail you obviously go into at university. Um, I guess actually, I had a lot of fun doing my dissertation. Actually um I, I said this before i still i promised about 20 guys who i play rugby with i'd buy them lunch if they came and participated in my study so i still owe these guys lunch you know <laughs> that's um, a good strategy <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly um but yeah it was more about uh a different kind of supplementation um a vitamin supplement into um into uh rugby players to see if it would you know affect their uh their anaerobic uh performance and stuff like that and it was it was just you know going through the whole process and it makes you appreciate how much how in depth and uh how much knowledge there really is out there and then you you obviously you you do your four years at university and you sort of naturally sort of progress to a an area that sort of really interests you you know um and um, you know if you can justify it you can basically write a paper on it can't you you know it's very very cool what was your what was your dissertation on?
2: My dissertation was on the genesis of the modern pentathlon, so on combined sports and um, how how did it develop and why did it develop like this? And uh, as we can see now, it's a very topic, uh, a very actual topic at the moment, um, with the horse riding being replaced after the Olympic Games in London by a new discipline. So the modern pentathlon is already Olympic since 1912, but it underwent many changes and. Uh,
1: yeah, it's very interesting to see why. Well, well, oh, you're and, and because it's changed recently, is that what you... Yeah, it has yeah.
2: been decided to change after London.
0: Okay. Oh, this uh, has been removed, has it?
2: Yeah. Removed from the list. Uh, there have been many changes in the history of the modern pentathlon. I think uh, we need a f- on cast to talk about this. Yeah. yeah. But uh, for instance, one of the newest things is the combined event, similar to the winter biathlon. Yes. There's a combined event of running with shooting. Yes. And now after London... The horse riding shall be um, replaced by a so-called ninja parkour. So ah,
1: okay. Oh, that's a change. A so
0: modern, modern pentathlon for you, Nathan, is fencing, okay. <laughs> which I know you're a big fan of, fencing. Yes, very uh, much Freestyle so. swimming, show jumping, pistol shooting, and cross-country running. Yeah, wow. Um,
1: and so am I… Yeah, um, that is quite interesting, because why those sports…
2: Yeah, originally it has been a military background okay. combined uh, with the story of Pierre de Coubertin, who uh, is supposed to be the inventor of this sport and that's why there is a strong um, connection also to the Olympic movement.
0: And okay. 18, I want to say 1896, is that right? The first yeah, the one, first one, Olympic the first Games, one. but yeah, de Coubertin, at that time still the without
2: uh, the modern pentathlon. Yeah,
0: so. oh, okay. Okay, that's, that's really interesting because it's, uh, I mean, again, that's uh, an area or a sport that we've... To be honest, had zero sort of uh, interaction with that it.
2: That was the reason why I, I took it as a topic because it was really um, like a plague like spot. So it was under researched, actually.
1: Really? Wow! So. Wow! Wow! All right, Scott. Sport and the history in the world today. Let's plough through this let's go, let's go through it, mate. In 1930, baseball slugger Babe Ruth. He uh, he signed a two two year contract for a then huge hundred and sixty thousand US dollars with the New York Yankees. Now at the time, General Manager Ed Barrow he predicted that no one would ever be paid more than um, than Ruth. Now I most it,
0: most players get paid that in a week.
1: No? I thought Babe Ruth was uh, I, I thought actually Babe Ruth was only a batsman, but actually he was a he was a pitcher as well. Mm. Yeah. He debuted uh, on the 11th of July 19, 1914 as a starting pitcher But um, but he actually got his first home run in March um, 7th Do you know any other baseball uh, Players No, 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 no um, Ring, uh, uh, diamond, what do you call it, field, park Yeah. Other than Fenway Park Yep Oh,
0: oh this is big mm-hmm. Fenway Park's I'm where playing, the Boston Red Sox plays Correct,
1: I'm calling ball Go on. Wrigley Field. You're right.
0: I don't know where it is, though.
1: It is Wrigley. Yeah, you're I'm right. I'm
0: pretty sure. And now, Nathan always gives me flack because all I ever talk about are sports movies and it's, 20, it's 21, 21 minutes yeah, in, so it's quite good. <laughs> Have you seen Moneyball with Brad Pitt? Um, and it's based it's it's a very good you can do that for your homework go and watch that film <laughs> it's uh, it talks about how instead of buying a player on their appearance you buy their player on their their statistics and stuff and basically is uh it almost it changed it changes how they look at baseball so just because someone doesn't throw in the right fashion but if it's effective and works then that's what you, you should sort of look past the, the aesthetics of the player um I think they play at a place called the Coliseum that's what I think so that you,
1: one's called. Yankees play at. So that's two other stables. It's Wrigley Yankee, Park, Yankee, Fenway Park, Wrigley, Yankee, Yankee Field, isn't it called? Is it not fin? Oh no, because uh, fin. Yeah, Fenwick is uh, Boston. I don't know. I don't know. That's You're going to have to, we'll have come, to go we'll away. We'll come
0: back to that one. Uh, we were lucky enough to have Gilles Lindster on from the world of NASCAR. Obviously, we spoke about how the first NASCAR race was in 1947, but the actual first stock car race was in Daytona Beach, Florida in 1936. Did you hear him race past us Mate. on Sunday so, evening?
1: On Sunday, we had Gilles Linster, uh NASCAR driver, Luxembourg NASCAR, um driver, and we left the studio um, at uh, the good time of 8.30, and we went out the... Uh, out onto the road, hit the roundabout in um, Kirchberg there, and was just about to go down onto the motorway. Well, we could hear a car behind yeah, us. It wasn't an airplane. Was right it sounded like an airplane. That was, was it sounded pretty impressive. So, Jill, instead of, um, yeah, just mind your uh, speed limit there. Yeah. 1967, New Orleans Saints began selling tic- uh, season tickets. 20,000 sold on the first day. I did a bit of research and thought, okay, what is the most sought after, um, sought after tickets? These days, in twenty 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 two, it was the Dallas Cowboys. Surprising, not really.
0: I heard like a team like Man Manchester United. If you want to get a season ticket there, you have to. There's like a two year waiting list or something stupid like that, isn't there?
1: Yeah, well, well, I know in Melbourne at the MC um, at the MCG to be a member of the the Melbourne Crick- Cricket Club, you you know like the dads are putting their their their, <laughs> their children on when they're born because it'd be like literally a twenty one year waiting list. To- <laughs>
2: At least there is a waiting list, and you don't need someone to nominate you. Huh? To nominate, Which could you, yeah. also be the case. That's yeah. true.
1: Yeah, very, very, very much. So, um, but uh, Tottenham's got the most expensive uh, season tickets this year of two thousand and uh, yeah, two thousand and twenty-five uh, pounds. That is. Arsenal have uh, one thousand eight hundred and thirty-nine for a season ticket.
0: Oh, oh, wait, there—the cost. I was thinking the number that was sold. The cost for a season ticket. Oh, the cost
1: for a season ticket. Yeah. Fulham a third with one thousand and fifty, and lower down the ranks is uh, Brentford on five hundred and forty nine pounds. And you get yourself a season ticket.
0: Because I remember uh, when Ronaldo was playing at Manchester United, they were playing uh, my sort of hometown in the UK, Northampton Town, the Cobblers. They're playing them in the FA Cup in the uh, one of the early rounds, and you could um, most of the Man U fans were coming down and buying season tickets at Northampton. Because it was so much cheaper just to go to this one game, just to watch Manchester United—absolutely mad. But um, yeah, Sandra, just to bounce back to you. Um, so, your—if I said to you your sporting background, what sports were you doing when you were uh, when you were growing up?
2: Yeah, I started um, to dance actually, and then uh, thereafter I played a lot of tennis. So, tennis was my world. I uh, what, what, what
1: was very passionate. What sort about of? It. What sort of? dancing
2: at dancing it was uh, jazz dancing okay. group dancing that was really one of the early sports i did um um after gymnastics like they they are quite common in germany when you do the gymnastics with your parents yeah so um yeah and still today i i like dancing and i like many sports but dancing i'm very passionate about
1: yeah team sports
2: yeah, I mean tennis is a is a kind of team sport also if you play the double. So I also played the double. But uh I like to play volleyball, also beach volleyball, but not professionally, so I didn't play tournaments, I play for fun. Yeah. And then in my studies of course I did many things like basketball, even football for one year. So
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh it's it's you compare it, I was lucky to play a lot of sports growing up, but you, you would love to almost have a second go at it now because there's just so much more out yeah. there for both men and obviously for women in terms of the opportunities and, yeah, and as I said, the provision. Now, obviously, before you came on, um, we both had a bit of a creep and did a bit of research about yourself. So um, th- this one here is quite interesting. So you're obviously a board member of the European Physical Education Association. So how does that role, how does that role work? Do you do you meet up and and... Discuss current topics, or how does how does that how does that work?
2: Yeah, I'm um, c- currently on the board of three organizations. One is uh, the UPIA, the other one is XP, um, and it's a w- like the World Federation of Physical Education and Sport Science. And the other one is FIEP, is the international organization of physical education. And I mentioned them three because um, they they work a bit similar. We have regular board meetings where we discuss about upcoming topics. So concerning your peer, for instance, the main aim is to establish physical education as a as an important subject in school life. So ideally to have every day like physical activity and physical education classes regularly during the week. And so um, we, we help and support in case of um, occurring difficulties, for instance, during COVID time, when classes uh, were deleted or it was difficult to continue online. And we support also the national associations in their aim to make physical education an important
0: topic. So you're so almost well. like you sort of oversee the different, I don't, I don't know, the different governing bodies or as such, or is it are you, you get them to try and implement what you're... What you know? What, what you're suggesting, or is it? No,
2: it's it's a permanent exchange. So we, we make them part of the program. We don't um, only suggest and let them realize, but we are uh, in exchange. So it's a mutual mutual thing.
0: Okay, so they
2: yeah. give you feedback. On yeah, that, right. That's important. Like or that. we work on program on projects with them together, where we um, yeah research certain topics like how could we increase physical activity in for instance math lessons or in language lessons which is also possible yeah but uh, not are you, so are regularly you right now scott yeah i'm just I'm, I'm just, I'm just quite
0: i'm just quite interested to, because i don't want like, i don't want i don't want to chuck anyone under the bus here but like let's say it as it is things are vastly different from when i was at school because i think in my year when i was at year 9 so i would have been 14 we we're doing three doubles of pe a week like so, you're doing you know an hour and ten minutes, okay. During you know. during during the week, and then on top of that, you've got all your after-school clubs, your sports and stuff like that. And then, and again, this is just what's happening in the UK. And now it's like I can say this because obviously I'm not there anymore. But the UK's it's it's really bad. Like there's a real problem with you know thirsty kids. You know, keeping them out of trouble, you know, child obesity always comes up, you know, I can put uh, a football in front of this sort of what I do with little lions, you know, obviously, I can put a football in front of a child or give them a tennis ball, and they can't throw it. But I chuck an iPad in front of them or a mobile phone, and they could be three years old, and they can work it no problem at all. Um, Yeah, sorry, that's a bit
1: of a rant there. No, like no don't get me wrong I share the same I, I, I will never forget um, my first year in Luxembourg here in 2001 where a student came in for a squash lesson and 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 he he couldn't skip so what part of the warm was was skipping and I was like but the, but the boy was 12 years old and I'm like thinking but how could how could you not skip I mean it was just it was, I, I yeah so I actually had to the first two or three lessons we taught him to skip and then very quickly, he 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 got the hang of it. So you actually, it was. I had a lot. Of, I had to come back a, a lot of layers, and I was wondering what's being happening in school. You know, what's happening in schools? You've heard me say this many times on our show, Scott. I've got two daughters, both in primary primary school here here in Luxembourg. So I asked them, who's the who's the fastest? Who, who's the fastest over sixty meters in your class? They don't know. Or who's the fastest sixty meters in your marathon relay? We don't know. Have you ever played a competition versus your local school, Contern Munzbach? No. Not even at throwing, at catching, at swimming. No. And I'm like, okay, well, what are you doing? You do you do sport at school? Yeah, we go to the gym and we learn a bit of badminton. And I'm like thinking, hmm. And that's how we. That's honestly how we we, we grew up at primary school. And at and at secondary school, and boy, they were good. And it wasn't just about the sport; it was the fact that you had your team. We talked about house sport as well. We had these young kids all behind you. You had your mates supporting, or even if they weren't your best mates and they were on the other side, you had these mates supporting. And my memories from school sport was was fabulous, absolutely fabulous. As as you see, we
0: sort of jump around a little bit here. But (laughs) what about you? Presumably, you you did a lot of sport at school. So do you see that as a...
2: Yeah, I have a similar experience. So during every pause, it was natural that we played a ball game or we played table tennis. And I think nowadays it's even more important to invest in people I mean, now um, in Luxembourg, we have this conce- concept called Luxembourg Lives Sport. Maybe you have heard about it. No? also initiated by the INEPS where I started working yeah. now. Why do I mention this? Because I think it's a pro- good program, because it emphasizes the work on what they call good people. And what are good people? Good, are pe- good people are people who help pupils, young children, but also every age group, yeah. To, yeah, to get passionate about sport, to have an idea um, what can motivate, what are the benefits and also to make them experience not also only by telling, but by making them experience. So it's about coaches. It's about PE teachers, we have talked, but it's also, of course, about having good coaches who maybe if you think to your own uh, career or your first steps in sports, it's so important to have good people. A
0: good role model, isn't it? Someone, I can tell you my PE teachers at school, I'm sure you you can, can and I'm sure you can as well.
2: The other point is, of course, having um, good programs, which means, I mean, ideas, um, how, how to implement this in a country. And the other thing is also to have good places. Because when you ask me what I did practice, it was mm. also what was offered because I come from a rather rural area. Yeah. So I did what was offered. And this was dancing and tennis.
1: How did you get into rugby, Scott? <laughs> <laughs> Just try, try down there kicking and screaming. you know? Yeah, so if right. you have what good places, to. you mm-hmm.
2: have more options. You have also more attractions. So, and then when it comes to, I mean, the choice do I play? Um, on a screen computer game or do I go to the football ground? I think it depends on experience. If you made a positive experience on the football ground, you will rather choose for this. And maybe good people, good places and good programs like it is named. And I think those names are quite easy to remember they are very important in this process i believe
0: no absolutely 100 percent as i said it's it's those yeah, as i said positive if it, you know you 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 gravitate back to positive people you you know you want to be around those uh yeah those good times those good feelings and stuff um yeah but um i mean this is sort of tying into sort of the I guess the bigger the bigger picture of, especially with children, there's a lot of diagnosis goes into children. You know, with what we call SENDs, but you know, uh, special educational needs and stuff yeah. like this. Um, and you find that the way uh, the way sports evolved now is, I I'll give an example like cricket. Okay, so cricket used to traditionally be a match played over five days, which is absolutely crazy when you think about it. So you, um, but as a as a traditionalist, sorry, um, and some of the older generation, that that was our bread and butter. It was the beauty of it because something could happen every single ball most of the time it didn't but that was that was what drew you to it but now what's happening because not just kids but adults as well they can't sit still for two minutes okay they they struggle with this concentration so you've sort of got i guess it's good that you've got sports adapting and trying to engage them, you know, shortened formats of the game, you know, volleyball is an example. Obviously you've got, uh, you know, the, the, the traditional volleyball, then Mm -hmm. you get beach volleyball, shortened, uh, obviously less people. So there's more action. There's more going on for all those players. It's much easier to, to stay engaged and stuff like that. Whereas if you ask somebody to sit down and watch something for longer, it's, it's a lot more difficult, isn't it? Um, But how do you, how do you find that? Do you find you have to, is that something you, you 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 dive into is how, I guess it's almost like how children evolve as well, isn't it? Because it's just, as I say, it's just different. We didn't really have a choice to sit in front of the computer or sit on the phone. It was like, see you later, mum and dad, I'll be back for dinner at seven o'clock sort of thing.
2: Yeah, choices are maybe different, yeah. and also um, I think private life has maybe changed because more and more people, of course, uh, are working, which has become natural and natural and necessary. And also, when we are talking about uh, gender equality, it is of course a development uh, which was necessary in a way. But then, of course, uh, children are longer in fixed structures, and therefore, it's more it becomes even more important that those time when they are in fixed structures. Um, yeah, it's also filled with physical activity. That doesn't mean that parents are not important. I still believe that uh, there are, like we say, a lot of people who help uh, in education and um, parents will always remain one of the most important parts, but still it's important to have the teachers And also in the afternoons in the structures like in the Maison Relais to have their good educators. And therefore, I believe it's a good um, development also here in Luxembourg that we have now um, since I believe this autumn, there will be the chance that the state diplomas for uh, educators will also be related to to, a sport physical activity um, additional education. Good positive change. Yeah, that is very, um, very good development. I believe. Why could that be achieved? Because also different organizations collaborated. Yeah. I think this is always key. In this case, it was um, the lycée, uh, the LTPS, the lycée technique pour profession éducatif et social. So together also with INEPS and they cooperate in order to make this possible and in order to make the diploma so that it can be in the afternoon um, with more physical activity. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, that's good. We're hearing, we're hearing things, you know, that are developing mm-hmm. and obviously it's on their agenda. I do have one question though. Mm-hmm. When you talk about the Maison Relais, what's your opinion on, because Maison Relais is free now, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So how can you attract um, the better coaches, if you're offering something free.
2: How do you mean attract yeah. the coaches?
1: I, I mean, what? ultimately, yeah. you know. Look, what do you mean? So the, the coach. Well, the, then the coaches would need to be paid. By the state, you're saying a coach would go into. I'm, w- I'm, say, the I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm
0: saying it's if you've got you've got volunteers, and obviously sport is fundamentally built on volunteers, people who give up their time. But if you're talking about, um, if you're talking about getting better coaches and obviously better people, it's, it's like. You're you're going to have to pay. You are going to have to pay for them to attract them because, unfortunately, those days of being a, a volunteer coach your whole life. You know, if you are interested in sport, you go down that route, and you obviously want to make money. But if you're if you're not paying for Maison Relais, like where is that? I just I just don't I don't see it. I see it stopping at some point. It's almost like it's all well and good saying it's free, and you know the, the fact the government put money into it. That's brilliant. But at some point, they're gonna to have to sit back and be like, yeah, we're gonna put our money elsewhere.
2: Yeah, I, be, but I believe mm-hmm. we have to differentiate between, I mean, physical activity on a larger scale or pupils um, preparing for um, yeah, for a sportive career. Okay. So I believe there are coaches regularly going into Maison Relais, also presenting different sports, which is a good thing. And then we have again the collaboration. And then, of course, young people who want to specialize in a the sport, they, they, they are um, on top um, joining a club to have more, more lessons than they are often in the Maison Relais. But I think the important thing has, is to have this basic motor competences in a large group of pupils and to have also the development of a passion for the sport, of yeah. a lifelong I sport, love which, of which has not that, to yeah. be professional, but uh, which is somehow um, yeah a passion that has to develop early. I think it's easier than to, to go on a lifetime.
1: Yeah, one could one could argue that the, one of the biggest challenges, I'm not sure about Europe, but certainly Luxembourg has a space. I mean, our school playground is is well, my school was, you know, incomparable in to what the the space that they have here. I mean, you had how many rugby pit fields, or, or yeah, did you yeah, have heaps. plus your football fields, plus your hockey hockey fields? So your your school sport was 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 large. Rather than actually going out to a club, you would yeah. actually represent your sport first, and then was was your Were your teachers your coaches as well, Scott?
0: Some of them, some of them were. Most of them would double up. I think you've got a That's, again, just my personal opinion. I think that's another struggle you might have is if you're working 40 hours a week, then why should you give extra time? I'm playing devil's advocate here. Why should you give extra time after school to coach sport? at the school I'm a big believer that sports sports teams should be offered at the school why because the pupils are already there they don't have to then make their way out to the uh, the different uh, sports club so obviously we can the beauty about this we could go for hours on this
2: <laughs> yeah I could also comment yeah. on this because of course coaching in a sport club is something else than physical education yeah, in the yes, absolutely. because absolutely. there are other aims behind
0: absolutely. It. Your, your, your sort of role is to as you say physically educate educate on the, the benefits of mm. An active lifestyle, um, but in such a way that it's going to encourage them to keep doing it for the rest of their lives. I saw a funny picture. It was like from like the nineteen sixties, and it was in the back in the UK when it was P was very much military drill. You know, so it's like all oh, this doing your squats and stuff, and you're all like you're in the army or something. I mean they didn't know any better back then, did they? So obviously it's good to see that sport has evolved. But obviously you've just come into this role and as you said you've been in Luxembourg since 2019. What would you do? What would you change in in terms of physical activity? Obviously I know you're 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 only new in the role, but what would you what would you like to see the big the big change?
2: Yeah. Um, I think um it, it would be helpful if um, socially seen in the society, the profession of a coach or the, the coach profiles, they would be more known and more acknowledged.
0: I think that's a brilliant point. Mm. Brilliant point. So,
2: um, because, I mean, they are there, but now we have still the situation. Imagine a, a child uh, saying, what um, is your professional aim? Yeah, I want to work uh, as a teacher, as a banker, um, whatever. Uh, is still more acknowledged than if you say you want to be a coach. Then the question might be, Ah, yeah, and what else? <laughs> or yeah. what do
1: you want to work with can, your profession? I can, I can tell you that in my job, in twenty-one years I've been here, I definitely get looked down on when I've been to when I've been oh, to event, when I've been at events and parties, and I'm not able to. Well, I'm, I'm talking with let's say bankers or people in the financial indes- in, industry, and the, and you say you're a sports teacher. They, the next question is, what else do you do? Yeah. yeah, that's, that's exactly are You are, exactly you right. are looked, looked unhappy. And once that happens so much that, that, these days... I so mean,
2: just equal. Now we're talking about equality yeah. Yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. Just being equal, not yeah. more than others, but just yeah. uh, realizing there are many profiles coaches can have. And it's a, it's a real profession. Yeah. It's a real job. And it's, it's doing also a favor to society. I mean, not only to make people move, but also to learn things like fair play, and many many social all the values uh, ca- you talk about that yeah. you need uh, everywhere.
1: Sport yeah. sport does contribute to helping good people. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's. It, it's sure. funny because we it's something we always talk about how people do look down your their nose at you almost when you tell them your sort of profession. But you know, we, we it, it, I'm not saying anybody else's job is is harder than anybody else's, but everyone's job is different. And like, I mean, I love what I do, Nathan. You love what you do as well. But it's. Uh, it's just tying into what you said when you've got kids who are you know clearly showing some talent at a sport and I'm not saying about becoming a professional but certainly gaining confidence from what they do or you know you don't you don't have to be a professional sportsman to be a success in your sport but for me personally what I found is as children get to that sort of firstly there's that what we call the business age when they're 12 or 13 or 14 where they start making their own decisions. So if they're not really enjoying it, they're probably going to back off and stop playing. The next problem is when they go to, uh, uh, when they go to, when they finish school and they're going to go to university, the amount of people I have met that can tell you where they're going to do their masters and they're going to tell you where they're, they're going to go to do their undergrad and then their masters. And then you ask them about sport and they're just like, yeah, I'll probably stop playing. And it's like, hmm, something there's something wrong there if you're, uh, don't get me wrong, of course your studies are important, of course they are, but I think you've you you, you you've got to keep playing sport when you go to university, you know, because it just, uh, again, it opens up doors, opens up, um, diff- you know, what possibilities, employment possibilities and stuff like that. It's very easy to go into an interview and, um, mm-hmm. Where um, where somebody you know knows you play rugby or, or whatever you do you can you can relate to someone off, off that as opposed to just going purely based on your on what you're studying. Definitely,
1: so, yeah. I've got a, a question for you. The role that you have on the European level versus the Luxembourg level, mm-hmm. would being built. Uh, do they differ, or is it? Yeah, I mean, the two different pro, pro well, the same line of work, mm-hmm. but how do how do they differ? You're still trying to improve.
2: Yeah, I, I actually I don't think too much about how they differ. I always try to combine them in a way. Yeah, and that's also one of my missions now at INEPS because I have done quite a lot internationally. I love to do this yeah. um, because, like you mentioned before, Spot has also the, the enormous capacity to to, to unite people easily quickly through the same passion so I, um, I always like to bring in this network which I have internationally and uh, related to the local world. world so what we are also trying to establish is uh, a greater collaboration with neighboring countries for instance and I don't think that it differs too much I mean on the one hand here in Luxembourg you have the great chance to directly work nationally which uh, me coming from the German background, I don't really know because we have the different uh, Bundesländer, so yes. um, qu- quite smaller. But here you have the really chance to be directly national. When when you suggest something, you implement something; it's national. Yep. And then uh, no, I don't see there is a real difference. It's like the challenge is to combine both. Yeah, I think. Yep.
0: it's all sort of all sort of part of it. This look, this is uh, it does get quite serious. Okay, and we'll make it a little bit more lighthearted here. <laughs> When you look back at your own, um, you know, when you're you're watching sport, what's something that sticks in your mind where you think, that was amazing? I
2: (laughs) am. I'm very lucky uh, for this. And um, yeah, when you ask me this, people don't see me now, but it brings, of course, a smile on my face because I have many good memories. I never forget the first Olympic Games I visited in Athens in 2004. I was working as a volunteer in the tennis tournament, which was an incredible experience.
1: Was that the first or was it Sydney the first tennis tournament? It was was around then. It was 2000, 2004 was when when tennis got initiated. Here's an interesting one. This is an interesting (laughs) fact for you. Yeah? Athens was
0: 2004. Okay. The first Olympic Games was in 1896. So obviously the Olympics originates from Greece, as we know that. So logically where would the 100 year anniversary be for the olympic games where do you think the best place for it would be Well, you would think athens athens yeah but where was it actually held in 1996
1: was in atlanta
0: yeah the coca cola game <laughs> money 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 <laughs> okay. so yeah sorry to jump in on that one.
1: what so what was your what was your big memory from 2004 What was your what was it was there any highlight in the tennis Kind of think who won? Who won the tennis in two
2: thousand and four? No, you are getting me yeah. on something which I even don't remember now. Yeah. We see what we remember and what not. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it was being so so close to the to the spot, which was my my favorite one, of course. And then yeah, also I remember that it was there that I watched the first time coming back now the modern pentathlon. Yes. Which I didn't know at that time would be the core of my PhD thereafter. Yeah. But uh, it was also something I didn't know before, so it was the first time I watched it there. And uh, then I was lucky enough to go back four years later with a research group already at that time, and i never forget Usain Bolt running yeah in the bird's nest in wow. Beijing.
1: That, well, <laughs> so, <laughs> something that I haven't done, would have loved to have seen him run. Yeah. No,
0: the, well, the one where, the, the, was it Beijing or was it, I can't remember which one it was, but when he gets out to like, 60 metres yeah, yeah that was, was enormous amazing uh, absolutely amazing know,
2: so uh, yeah and then maybe last memory but I don't want to fill the, the time here with my memories um, the Pacific Games was also special because uh, yeah, it's an exotic place in Numea in New Caledonia New Caledonia
1: yeah we played a couple of tournaments there yeah. fabulous spot
2: that was 2011, so also quite some time already ago. But uh, yeah, enormous memory at that time. I was uh, as a journalist there.
1: Oh, wow! So
0: we didn't talk about this yet, but yeah, uh, we might need another hour. Here for sh- this, <laughs> well, huh? you know? Um, just yeah. uh, an- another funny one obviously, if uh, if you could be. We're, tennis is obviously your sport. Um, as we know, the different sports uh, have evolved and it's all about trying to get the crowd involved as much as possible. We talk about darts, we talk about the UFC or the boxing and how the athletes will come out to a certain soundtrack or music, you know, to get uh, to get the crowd going and, and really build up the atmosphere.
1: I'm thinking of I'm thinking of I think of Doctor Sandra walking into the uh, walking into the office tomorrow when she when she goes. I've just been with the Let's Talk Sport guys, and she's almost got the Conor, Mar- Conor McGregor McGregor yeah, going on. Right there. You know, so I've been with the lads. Right, what
0: what music would you walk out to? Would you have playing whilst you walk out?
2: Ah, I never thought about this. This is really a difficult one. What directly came in my mind, but I'm not sure. I would finally choose this as we are the champions. Huh? That's ah,
1: okay. somebody's already picked that one. You yeah, got to pick a different
0: you one. Gotta, you got to pick a, different, a different,
1: different one. Everyone has their own walkout music. Yeah. Uh, well, what, what about um? What is? Oh yeah, mine's always obvious, isn't it? Mine's always rock and roll. Yeah, I'd go, I go I AC, would, I think
0: something like Fleetwood Mac the Chain, you know, mm-hmm. cuz it starts slow and then obviously kicks into it. But yeah, any other ideas?
2: I like also the German Tage wie diesel, which was played uh, quite frequently during the football tournament. So
1: yeah, it's interesting how the, um, some guests they actually go which is great. They go with their their own or the song of their language.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You? The, uh,
1: but who was the other, who was the other, um,
0: who picked We Are the Champions? I think that was when we had the Special Olympics crowd on, actually, thinking back now. That's what they, that's yeah. what they pick for that.
1: Um, and another
0: question we would always ask our, uh, our guests is, um, what about your, your, uh, your kit? You know, is there a shirt or an outfit in sport which you, you really liked? You know, a lot of people might say the, you know, the Barcelona one is obviously very, very popular. Um, you know, some people it could be about ba- Michael Jordan always comes up the number twenty three shirt. Is there any 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 shirt or any kit that really stands out in your mind?
2: Mm, I'm I'm always I mentioned dancing already. Yeah. Um, this evening I, I'm always impressed by the different dancing uh, clothes because uh, mm. yeah, I think if I would could one time try this one <laughs> and uh, move here. Yeah. I would like to during the dancing competition. They always
0: have a fitting to the music. The I always joked around. Have you seen uh, the Hunger Games? Yeah. If you watch the Hunger Games, there's the one where she sets the dress on fire. If you could do that and not get burned, that would be. Uh, also, the Olympic
2: traditional dresses there, It's always nice when the the light uh, for the Olympic Games. Yeah, for, for the, the torch. for the torch.
0: Yeah. Ah, the Greek ones. That'd yeah. be class.
1: I couldn't come across any uh, German music walkout music, but. Have a listen to this one and see what you think. Is it not working for you, mate? Uh, mush that up. Didn't quite come on there for me, Scott. Sorry, I can an, delete a, that. I can <laughs> delete that awkward only got pause. An adver- and I w- crank it, got it up. Only got an advert instead. We might have to... Uh- crank it up, I- I in- uh, in- uh, to, uh... crank it up, uh, I- crank it up. There you go. There we now go. We've she's finally coming. I just didn't put the volume up high enough. Sorry about that. Silly, silly boy. But here we go. This is your walkout music. What a banger. We got it. We got it. We got it. Finally came. We, we got, finally there got it eventually. Yeah. Thanks Mate, for double checking.
0: Me if you mess up on the button, you can't do it. Well, what again, was, quite interesting,
1: about that. What was uh, quite interesting about that was you. I just didn't have it up loud enough. You just, just get that button and throw it up. Yeah. It's going a bit soft on the old, three, oh, soft on the dial. It's not.
0: It's not three strikes and you're out here, mate. You make Well, some, listen,
1: uh, I'm going to tell you why I've taken my shirt off. It's not often that I do during uh, Let's Talk Sport, but I've taken my shirt off because on the back it's got Jennings on it, and the reason I got that was because my grandmother's maiden name was Jennings. So tonight I thought, well, is he the Kiwi? No, he's not Jennings. He's think Stephen Adams. He's oh, okay. you know, started off at Oklahoma, and now he's I think said, oh, I can't remember where he is now. But that's why I uh, took my shirt off. It was part of celebrating International. Woman's Day. That was uh, that was the reason, which actually goes on to um, one of the fun facts or fun facts. One of the sporting facts of the day was that the 1971 uh, the Milwaukee Bucks they won their 20th straight NBA game, which was a team record. The longest win streak was the Lakers in uh, in the 71-72 season, and the longest losing streak was um, 28 from the Philly uh, 76ers so there we go there you have it there's a little bit of basket you and your stats mate oh, I love my stats obviously I
0: really do. Uh, this is our domestic show we'll rattle through these little bits quickly we uh, gave a shout out to the RCL uh, Rugby Club Luxembourg who obviously uh, had their women's day they had over 50 ladies up that um, is very cool. Yep, and huge thank you to the coaches and everyone who got involved in there. Um, and yeah, it was great to see so many faces. A couple of cracking pictures on uh, yep. on uh, and Instagram and Facebook, which yeah. we've obviously been sharing, and hopefully they can continue to get um, their numbers down. If you want to get involved in their, uh, in, their in the RCL Touch trainings on Tuesdays uh, from 7.30 to 9.30, and that's up at Cessange. Um, and then obviously they have the touch junior program which is on Saturdays from 11 uh, sorry from 10 to 11:30 on the subject of RCL obviously there is a big uh, there is a big one this uh, yeah, this weekend between uh, rugby club luxembourg who will be hosting Onge.
1: look at the excitement and you you're like a little puppy bouncing to go out
0: there oh mate i think it'll be good it'll be i'm sure there'll be a bit of bagar um yeah there will be Obviously, there, has RCL? there ever
1: been a match between RCL and Volfedon where there hasn't been a little bit of bagar? I thought it
0: was actually a bit tamer than I thought it was going to be. I thought there'd be a big flare-up. So I'd say there'll be a fair bit of emotion going around for some of the boys. Um, a good friend of mine, Oshin, it'll be his last game Last game for the club before he had solved for the States. Oh, uh, is he's, he, gonna, he's leaving the shores. Yeah, he is. He's uh, moving on to bigger and better things. He's obviously he's part of the furniture up there. He was, I'd say he's, he's he's the most capped up there anyway. He's capped in the side. He's, you know, won games in B1 as well. So, you know, we wish him all the best. You know, I do hope they're fully loaded. I hope they've got their strongest team out and hopefully we'll have our strongest team out and, uh, hope to see you down there, Nathan, with the microphone, you know, doing a few interviews and,
1: uh, yeah, it should be a good uh It'd be good if I can get that mic when when a few people are be, being showing a card or two. Yeah, and I'm exactly. not sure how, how close I, I can don't get know to who's the...
0: refereeing it. Justin did it last time. I you know I wonder will he do it again? You know, but as you uh, as you say, the volleyball is obviously
1: on uh, on now, tonight. It's on now actually. Yeah, at the, uh, seven o'clock. At it kicked Yeah,
0: so I'm sure those those matches
1: uh, mate. Bit of an un- unfortunate because they're playing Turkey in a. F- for, like they play four matches versus Turkey, so they've played two, which I think they've lost. Yeah. So they, and they, and they, I think their goal was trying to win to, to, to win one, maybe maybe two of them, but unfortunately, the the captain of the Turkish team, um was yeah, fell victim to the earthquake. So I know they're doing a bit of a, a fundraiser down there. So um, get your wallets out, people, and throw your throw your money out because what a tragic. Uh, T- tragic,
0: uh fierce well, force of nature. They're going that, through.
1: That, that yeah, happened, absolutely. yeah, absolutely, Um Curling, mate. They they're doing loads. There's a lot happening in the in the curling circuit. So they played. Have you with... ever tried it? No, but I'd love to.
0: It's so hard. You've done it? Yeah, yeah. It was a lady. I'm going to remember her name. Karen, Karen Waters. Her name is. She's Canadian. She's part of the. Um, well, she's quite high up in that. I think with the Canadian embassy over here. I've probably got that's that right. wrong but well, yeah no, she well, went she,
1: down that's right she's a member of the curling union ah, board there you and, go that's and, her uh, name the, the, sorry I forgot right. that Yeah, um,
0: she invited us down and I took a load of the uh, the hooligans from the rugby club down with me and you think oh it's just sliding and rolling the stone she's down she's
1: done a fabulous job she's um, through different in- initiatives and 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 this is where uh, yeah Luxembourg comes to its fore of getting getting these people engaged into in, in, into sport but she was that was called Sport for All Initiation and I think there was another one uh, what's the other one down there? They do they do at the cock, but anyway, they got a few young faces down there. Um, they had a French called the Friendship um, Friendship Cup. It's an annual event that go, that takes part. Um, it was the forty sixth edition. Whoa. They had teams from Germany, Switzerland. They they put th- registered three Luxembourg teams in. Uh, they had a French team and a Swiss team. But there were some remarkable performances uh, from some of the youngsters and the newcomers. So. Karen Waters, thank you very much, and yeah, maybe one She's day you get the two of us can get down there and have a go at that.
0: Sandra, are you um, are you up to speed with the uh, the drama that's been going on in the in the basketball in Luxembourg?
2: Uh, give me an update.
0: You are the <laughs> So uh, basically, what happened? It was the semi-finals of the women's basketball cup in Luxembourg between uh, Diddling and Grunwald, and somebody who's in charge of the scoring forgot to basically press the button very early on in the match for two points. Dudelange then went on to lose the game by one point. Mm-hmm. So they forgot to add the basket. So um, it's obviously, it's, you know, went to the, I don't know what you call it, the court of arbitration, was it? Yep. it then, you know, a decision was made. Obviously, it was appealed. Um, so um, they're going before the, uh, with the commission Luxembourgeois bourgeois Um And... Um,
1: the, yeah, well, they're going before the class. Class is the highest order. I think they had their, they went. I think it was done and in, made internally, wasn't it? Yeah. The conflict wasn't in, was internal where they said uh, originally that they looked to they could play the match again, but then that got that got appealed and thrown out, so it yep. was null and void. But now they've gone to the class. So
0: the only trouble with this is the final is next weekend. You know, so it's really yeah, they're going to push that through. Really, really uh, heating up. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd be interested to speak to both coaches because, yes, you may have won it, but we said this before, but you didn't really. Someone just forgot to, you know, it's like, can you imagine if this happened in the football or something like that?
1: You yeah, know. tensions are already, uh, <laughs> already tough in sport, but that, that, that's only going to dig deeper into next season. I think we should get down there. There's basketball on this weekend as well, Scott, did you say? Next
0: weekend is, next the, men's, weekend is the men's and, the the men's and the
1: women's final. final. Men's and the women's
0: final. Okay. Um, obviously, we've spoken about them before, Novak's Djokovic will not be... Um, Um, Yeah, well, we didn't know. We didn't
1: know on Sunday, did we? But and then I've I've just seen the uh, the news today that it has come out that he's not going to be playing the Indiana Wales tournament. Surprised?
0: No, I mean you know, fair play to the Yanks for sticking to their guns at the end of the day. You
1: know. So what about the Australians? They caved. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely
0: uh, just uh, a quick one just before I wrap things up upcoming sport you've obviously got the basketball finals next weekend that's at the cock, the men's and the women's 23rd of March you've got the table tennis between Luxembourg and Austria and then you've also got the big one on the 26th of March Luxembourg will be hosting Portugal 2045 at the Stade de Luxembourg we asked Anthony Perez will Ronaldo be coming he seems to think so but let's see because I think he's having a lot of fun every time I look he's getting man of the match and scoring hat tricks out um, at his his new club and then obviously you've got that small matter of Luxembourg playing against Moldova a few weeks after that that is our wrap for this week Sandra thank you so much for joining us an hour's not long enough
1: mate I tell you what there's going to be another invitation coming your way very very soon because we can delve and to a lot more I'm sure we're going to have another little chat for 10 minutes out in the hall yeah, way, absolutely the absolutely um
0: but thank <laughs> you, thank so you both. much for thank you joining both. us
2: it was a pleasure yeah, yeah
0: you see i told you it's all good huh? <laughs> you're, you're all worried about that um and as always um a huge thank you to the army of volunteers out there who ultimately make our sporting world tick whether you're washing kit marking out pitches coaching administration peeling oranges taking you know, the
1: kids to sport
0: taking the kids to sport, them in the even the if you're one of those keyboard warriors who's slagging off people online Thank you very much. You can check out the regulars tomorrow morning from 6 a.m. You've got Sam, Steen, and then at lunchtime, you've got the lunchbox with steps from 12. You've then got Melissa Dalton with the home stretch. Don't forget the Hangover Show from ten o'clock on Sunday morning, and then you've also got Dave Burrows with his DB Three sessions. He is DJing, DJing live this evening down at Denat Atelier, um, so I look forward to hearing how he got on there. We'll also have Anthony back in on Sunday for our BGL League wrap up. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, RTL Play, the website, yep. and as always, Nathan. I've
1: just well, actually, I've left a note here which will be on uh, which will be on your desk, Sam, in the morning, and that is to play De Tottenhosen uh, in the morning. That will. Be coming on directly we'll to Sandra. We're going to listen you, we'll go to some good stuff. German music on RTL Today Radio, that's English true. station. That's Brilliant. What we're about. Stick it in there. Well played. We Rammstein yeah, as well, yeah, you know. Yeah. Get it all in <laughs> there. You need days like these. It's yeah. Days like these, yeah. Yeah. exactly. Or is it uh, 99 Balloon? Yeah, is that? it's another one as well. Another classic. You know that okay. one, Scott? I know. You know before you, or before your time. 99. Nine, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. it. All right, until Sunday, we're back in the studio. It's
0: true.